What's up, everybody? This is Dolson from Wizards of Waverly Place, and you are watching the Disney... Oh, no, it's the wrong one? Got it. My fault. This is Dolson, the commentator for the Smite Pro League, and you are listening to the Small Consolation Podcast. Hey guys, uh, this is Peaches Brittany back at you again. Um, Small Constellation Podcast, the podcast that we sort of talk about video games sometimes. Um, we've got everybody here: uh, Tyler, Nick, Evan, and Jared. Hey, everybody, say hi all at the same time. Hi, hi, hi. get out. Okay, that was very, very well timed. Um, and then we have a very, very special guest. Um, he said it already, but he's the, the, he's a pro uh, esports procaster for smite. Um, he streams on Twitch. Uh, apparently he hasn't done it in four months though. Um, oh yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, wow. Starting off with throwing shade at our guest. Awesome. <laughs> <Brandon>. <laughs> um, but, uh, Dave Dolson Olson has joined us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to say hey with everyone else, so I, I held off. Oh, okay. Um, I, no, I appreciate that. I'm a touch left out, but uh, happy to be here now. I will say, in my own defense, and I don't want to get off the rails immediately, working in video games, surprisingly, the last thing I want to do when I get home from work is play more video games a lot of the time, which is why I haven't streamed in four months. So if you want to be sad that I'm never streaming, go ahead and drop me a follow. Um, I already followed you. Well, you know what? Then you can go to my channel and be sad that it's it's offline every single time that you go there. Okay, I will. I will do that. Um, no, I totally get it. Um, my my wife just started working from home a little bit, and then when I come home, I want to play like Minecraft or something kind of you mm -hmm. know dull and boring and you know just you know, relaxing I get it. and she doesn't want to hang out with me in here. Cause she's like, I was in here all day. So, I mean, I, to I totally get that. I, I 100% get that. Does that, does that ever, does that ever make you sad though? Or, or mm. like, you know, are there a lot of games that you kind of miss out on? <laughs> you know, I, it's surprisingly enough. Um, and, and I've been very vocal about this, but like with smite, I only play smite like heavily during the off season. Um, like games in general, I'll still come home and play. My friends and I play Warzone together a good bit. Um, like big FPS guy from from back in the day, and so I still get plenty of hours of gaming in over over the week anyway. Um, mm. Usually, it's more poking and prodding by by my friends to get on. Um, <laughs> but in but in reality, you know I, you know my smite my smite account is, is like halfway to to level cap or whatever, which doesn't sound horrible but like you know anytime i'm streaming on the official channel people are like yo this guy is like a pro league commentator and is he's like <laughs> it's like halfway to leveling his account and i'm like yeah because i watch 40 hours of smite a week the last thing i want to do is right. come home and play more smite so i miss out on playing a lot of fun smite i still do from time to time but um it is not as not as frequent during during the actual season because I, I would burn out i think immediately that, that's interesting because that's that's actually kind of one of the first things I was really curious about is like would you say that like when you first got into Smite Pro League casting was that something that like came out of it's it sounds more like your 
um, involvement with Smite came out as a natural extension of your work rather than like, were you playing the game before you got into casting or vice versa? Yeah, almost, almost no, no time put into Smite um, before I started casting it. The, the sort of short of it is, um, you know, I don't know how far back you want me to go on how I even got into casting. Um, well, so but, your mother wait, and father, you? they love each <laughs> other very much. So anyway, a, a cold winter's night in 1994. No, I'll give you the short version because it kind of leads into this. So I went to University yeah. of Georgia with um, a guy who now works on, on Rogue Company, one of Hi-Rez's other games. At the time, though, he was in an internship with, with Hi-Rez. Um, and one night, me and my roommates, we all we all went out on the town and, and came back, and we'd had a few drinks. And I've always been the type who like doesn't mind sitting back and watching other people play. Like I, I find mm-hmm. that kind of relaxing. Um, and so one night, this, this friend of ours um, and his older brother is the one who who worked at High Res. All came back to our apartment to hang out. They were playing Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers, and I, you know, I guess was a little confident because of the uh, the drinks I had had. And so I started like yelling about the game. Um, and, and the way my friend tells it is in the back of his head, like, he's like, man, this guy's actually like, okay at this. Um, <laughs> he's a little drunk, so a little rough around the edges. But um, years <laughs> later, Paladins, um, they, they, we actually just, we shut down the eSports League this year, but, you know, it, it had had a four or five year run. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an opening on their team for an eSports commentator needed someone one local and immediately available and i was both of those things um and my my friend in the back of his head was like you know two or three years ago i remember dave drunkenly in his apartment uh you know (laughs) casting super smash he didn't know a lick about the game but you know he he could say things a, a certain way and so he brought me in for a tryout ended up working out so at the time you know this would have been smite pro league season six uh, running concurrent with with the Paladins League, we had a Paladins League in studio as well as the Smite League in studio that year, uh, 2019, I think it was. Anyway, I got you know I got to know the Smite guys, um, worked with all the Smite casters kind of loosely. You know, we were in the building at the same time that we were doing different games. Um, there was sort of a transition period on the Smite team where a few of those commentators had left, and Paladins was sort of shrinking down. In, in how much we needed, you know, Paladins was going to like one day a week and Smite was going to stay at like three days a week. So we didn't need two separate teams for that. Um, and I just happened to, I guess, do a good enough job with Paladins and get along well enough with the the Smite casters who were there that we thought we would have a, a, a pretty good synergy. So they ended up bringing me over and, um, you know, it, it's Hindu man, one of the other casters, um, been there for, for years. You know, he looked at me and he was like, look, I know this is going to sound like easy work for you, but for the next three months before the pro league starts, you need to be playing smite like every hour of every day. Um, So to finally get back to your question, you know, I had played smite like once or twice in college with with that same friend who worked at high res, like when it was an Xbox beta. Um, Okay. Yeah. Didn't touch it for years, played a lot of league of legends. So I was familiar with MOBAs, um, but it was really just kind of right place at the right time and, and, and getting along with that team. And I guess doing a good enough job that, um, there was a, there was like a three or four month sprint where I I had to learn smite kind of in and out. And, um, that was sort of my exposure prior to going into the league. 
Cool, cool. So, so yeah, my takeaway here is you get drunk at a party yeah. and commentate and you get a job. I get drunk at a party and all I get is a lousy concussion from all the thrown right. objects. So, perfect. All no, right, I got it. You know, I might have gotten a concussion as well. Um, so I might have come out with, with you know, double double victories. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just happened to know the right dude at the, at the, right, at the right time and, and here I am. So in that, in that three to four months, like – I'm trying to, you know, I mean, I've been playing Smite. I think I've been playing Smite since beta. I mean, yeah. on and off, you know, I, I have like a, a Hades skin or something because I played beta or something like that. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I was kind of in that same group. Like I, I played in the beta and it's funny that you mentioned that you kind of switched over. Like that's kind of what I did is I can't remember which came first, if it was Smite or <laughs> League. But yeah, I, I did. Exactly. Yeah, like I did the exact same thing where it's like I played Smite in the beta for sure, and then I just got like way in the league in college for yep. a while, and then have sort of just like gradually over time come back to Smite. But yeah, I totally cut you off there, Brandon. Yes, hundred percent, you did. But um, <laughs> so my question is, I'm I barely I barely know how any of it works anyway. Like I've been playing you know for right. years, and I barely know how any of it works. How did you or how do you uh, prepare? You know, you have to know, like, every god, just in case somebody picks it, you have to know all four of their abilities and their passive, and then you have to know who's playing that ability, or that that that, that role, that, that right. player. And how do you, how do you pr- plan for that? How do you prep for that? Yeah, that's, you know, that, that was the, the specific homework that Hindu Man gave me was get every single god in the game up to at least rank one before I started, you know, casting, casting mm-hmm. smite specifically. I think the, I think the layer of, you know, I, I, I would say I played league from like senior year of high school until senior year of college. I finally hit platinum league and I said, I am done with this game forever. But you know, th- <laughs> thousands, thousands of hours put into a MOBA, which I think gave me mm-hmm. a good baseline in the, like in the sense that I knew how I learned to league and I knew the the right ways for me to learn the characters and the interactions in league by the time mm-hmm. I got good enough at that game so I took some of that to smite but at some point I mean you're totally right in that it's just all right at the time what 110 or whatever gods when I first came over to smite at, at bare minimum in not including stance switchers and stuff you know 400. 500 abilities whatever it might be it, it really was just like immersion and just playing as much as i possibly could um the the team gave me some quizzes right you know there, there was oh, sure. and, and, and totally lighthearted, but you know there was plenty of you know all right pull up a pull up the icon of god who is that what do they do um what class are they things like that which seems super mm-hmm. basic but like once you get that down the rest becomes a little bit easier um right but i i definitely leaned heavily on just knowing how mobas in general work and then and then honestly i mean the answer is not not all that glitz or or glamorous it was just it was playing more smite than than anyone should um (laughs) luckily we did we did a lot of um tons and tons of like practice casts we'd throw up a vod on youtube or whatever mute the cast and then we you know me and one of the other guys one of the analysts would um you know would cast the game as if we were actually casting it and that really helped me in 
kind of differentiating between how I wanted to, to commentate, you know, that there's some casters who love, you know, calling out every single ability name and, and things like that. Some more set the stage, higher level type, type play by play. Um, and so I kind of found my way into what I think is a happy medium. You know, a lot of ultimate names get called things like that. Um, but, but truthfully with, with smite, you know, <laughs> I still, even, even with items, I trip myself up sometimes just because there's so many and, and right. you know, some of them look similar, you know, it, it truly is, is I'm always learning. Um, but, but really for four months, it was just try to play every single God, try to get every single God to level one at least, which, you know, it only takes a handful of games, but still a lot of smite when you have the amount of gods that uh, that we do and then luckily you know with, with again with the game state I, I had kind of that league background so you know it's less about how waves work and towers work and, right. and the big objective yeah. things I didn't have to learn that at all um, and then the player the player background is still something that falls short on I think is not the right way of saying it you know it's clearly something that I don't have as much of as aggro or Hindu or or even Mifflin, Gormizer, J-Mac, you know, every other guy on the team has been around Smite for longer than I have, as far as knowing the pro players. Um, but I also, you know, I don't, I don't try to pretend to, to say, yeah, this guy back in, you know, season two was, was, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll throw it to aggro. Yeah, man, look, this might've been before my time, but I feel like I remember this dude playing this stuff way back in the day, whatever it might be, or, you know, aggro will be like, you know, Dave, I know you weren't around for all this, but back in the day, you know, Zatman would, would be running this on the world stage, things like that. Um, and, and, you know, I lean more, of course, now on the last two years of, of player knowledge and things like that that I really am comfortable with. Um, but there really is just so much, so many stories in, in the SPL. Um, that that would have been very difficult, admittedly, for me to learn all of the interactions, roster swaps, things like that. Um, uh, yeah. That was just each each week from from week one of last year, the SPO, when I first started to, to now, you know, each week is a new point of data for me to try to remember and and talk about moving forward. And if the other casters want to talk about history, then, you know, I kind of lean on them for that. I feel like that's one of the things. Hey, that's Tyler. Kind of... Yeah, what's up? I don't know. I just wanted to interrupt you it's for payback. <laughs> <laughs> but you succeeded, sir. <laughs> Well, fine. Now I'm not asking my question. No, uh, <laughs> but now I mean that's um, like I feel like that's one of the like one of the really cool things about esports in general. Mm -hmm. But perhaps one of the things that maybe serves as a barrier to bringing people into watching it more is like is kind of the technical level of de detail and how many variables and things there are like that. Like it is really interesting to see. Like I think a lot of the success of esports can be attributed to you know really good casters like yourself sure. coming in and bringing a lot of that like the energy of a traditional sporting event you know just like that the banter and like the conversation with your fellow casters and all of that like so bringing that to the table um in, in the digital realm um and so i feel like a lot of the success of esports can be attributed to that but i i also feel like yeah do you ever think like maybe that's part of what people struggle with too is like coming in and getting some of that familiarity with like yeah. all of the items and everything like that. Cause that's, that's kind of what I've observed. Yeah. I mean, look, MOBAs are, I'm, I'm going to hesitate. I, I want to say probably one of the, if not the steepest learning curve 
games there are, right? I mean, even even when you understand just how the general conquest game mode works, there are hundred. You, you look at League, you look at Dota. Each of those games have hundreds of characters. Each of those characters have four abilities plus some if they're a stance switcher. Each of those games have hundreds of items. Not in Smite's case nowadays, but in, in Dota and League's case, you can build basically any item on any character. So that's a whole other thing to talk about. And so, I, you know, I think there is sort of an interesting barrier to entry in, in MOBA games in general. Um, because, it, you know, I think it's totally daunting. I think for, for somebody who hasn't played a MOBA in the past, you know, I got lucky transition, transitioning to Smite. You know, I've already mentioned how much League I played. So it's, mm-hmm. it felt a little less daunting, but it was still like, oh my god, there's so much for me to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's interesting in that, you know, especially since I've started working at High res and, and on Smite, I've gotten a couple friends into the game. Um, and it's really the ones who who love kind of the, the high-level kind of nitpicky thinking and, and learning that have, that have stuck around and, and still play Smite even, even if I'm not asking them to get on and play. And um, I think that's what would be appealing. Like, that's why it always makes me sad that, like, people don't recognize the skill that there right. is in that, too. Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, I think a lot of times I'll hear people dismiss esports because they're like, well, why do I want to just watch somebody play a video game? You know, right. it's like there's no physical. And I and so I kind of try and argue the counterpoint and say, like, well, it's it's just like any of those other sporting events. It's just it's more of a mental exercise than right. physical. One, well, I think, you know, you know I've, so even, like, I've even said it... with like my comparison to traditional sports is that I can't get on a football field and, and throw the ball like Tom Brady. Right. But watching him throw a whatever yard pass on, on a dime right into a dude's hands is always going to amaze me. And, and right. you get your draw to the, to your, your, whether it's your hometown team and, you know, everyone has connections to all the different sporting teams, whatever sport it might be for different reasons. And 99.9% of the viewer base in traditional sports and esports cannot do what the pro players of the esport or the, the professional sport are doing. You know, in, in esports, it's a little different, I think, because th- there's maybe this mindset where you're thinking, well, I can do that, right? If I load into Smite, mm-hmm. I can get a Penta kill on, on whatever <laughs> character and, and, you know, make the enemy team look silly, whatever it is. Maybe if they're playing against me. <laughs> right, exactly. If anyone accused against me has that chance. Um, but I, I think it's... it's I'm it's so totally bad, I can drop. die five times. <laughs> oh, That's right, I'll die and respawn. I'll feed you the Penta. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's just this draw to the the, the players and the personalities and, and their ability to do things that, that the majority of people can't do. I mean, you look at them as the highest levels of players in Smite and League and, and every other esport in the same way that you look at the NFL players is, is that at the top of yeah. their game. Um, and so, you know, I, I do, th- I think there are similarities between the reasons people would watch, you know, the NFL yeah. versus, versus esports. I don't know. I'm pretty I sure I could make some of the throws that Patrick Mahomes makes. <laughs> <laughs> what? You mean getting, get, trying to get tackled by the referees to... Uh... Yeah, right. Uh, and then hit somebody forty yards away in the helmet. No, I'd be the guy who uh, have you seen his that? kneecap trying to sneak in for a first time. <laughs> I would just dis- I would dislocate my kneecap by watching someone play. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm looking at like the opposing sideline and accidentally throwing it there instead of like the no look pass. You know, <laughs> my, my brain just wouldn't. My my wires would would uncross and be like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to throw it, and then I like bean the other coach in the head or something. Um, um, no talking chance. about the the mashups, uh, this is a Tyler question that he has that I'm stealing because it works. Oh, um, have you ever? I mean, have you ever watched like a sports game? You know, sports ball. And like <laughs> emulated a sports, like a, a you know a sportscaster, or tried to kind of see how they do things and get inspiration from them at all. Or yeah, you know that's it's a it's a unique thing where, um, yeah, it's so tough. You know, I, I think I have some level of imposter syndrome about me where where I still feel <laughs> like I'm just a, a loud a loud dude with a big personality who for some reason they they let speak about things on a mic for, for uninterrupted periods of time. Um, and so it's hard for me sometimes to like fully compare myself to, you know, the NFL, NBA, MLB guys. Um, but I do find myself doing it anyway. You know, I, I sit there and think I'm watching hockey and it's like the, the play by play guy is nonstop for, for two minutes. It feels like, and I'm thinking there's no chance I could do that, but you know, with enough practice probably, but, but, but at any rate, um, I think I do, I think I do draw some inspiration um, at times. You know, I know Joe Buck is not a lot of people's favorite <laughs> commentator. Derek, um, calm down. <laughs> I think I think he he has some he has some moments that I can appreciate. Um, I don't want to I don't want to fully emulate him. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's some calls in big moments. Plenty of his I think have fallen flat, as anyone does when you commentate thousands and thousands of hours of sporting events not every single moment is going to be your best you know right. um i i think every once in a while i'll find a little bit of him in some of my calls um what is the, i don't i don't want to isolate too many of the viewers but there, there's the one the one call where it was the vikings versus saints maybe and and stefan diggs caught it on the sideline and it's just like quick little bursts, digs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable. And that's all he says, like little periods after each of his statements. And, <laughs> and, and I like, and I didn't mind that in the moment, like the, the right moment, the right way of saying it, I think came across pretty well. So there, I, I remember there, there's one Titan defense that I casted where just, just kind of came out that way where it was like five alive, Titan in the game, game goes on or and there's like a quick period after each of these statements so i think it's almost it almost happens passively where i you know i don't go into that game saying i'm gonna be joe buck this time you know but like <laughs> i think you, you you watch enough people who are top of their craft eventually you draw hell i even draw inspiration from the other guys on, on the team you know we all steal each other's phrases and ways of, of speaking all the time um but you know, it is, it is, it is hard. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. I, I find it very difficult to watch like an MLB game and be like, all right, I can do this as well as, as this dude, you know, so, I mean, they're, they're so, so good. Speaking of uh, isolating the audience, when's your tough <laughs> acting Tanactin commercial coming out? Uh, say again? <laughs> you might be isolating me. Nick, I don't even know what yeah, that means. You've, you've isolated all of us, Nick. We're on our own little bubbles and we're sad and lonely. <laughs> I know no, what I, 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 talking oh, about. It's, a, bird, I John the, it's an antifungal John, John Madden. This is great. Yeah, John <laughs> I don't remember John Madden doing uh, his athlete's foot commercial. Yeah, it's tough acting to act. Mm. Oh, I remember yeah. him eating like 
gross amounts of turkey on Thanksgiving. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, Dawson. I would watch more, like, baseball if the sports ca- if the, if the sportscasters were more like you guys on, sure. on the Smite Pro League. Like, if they emulated you, I would actually possibly sure. enjoy watching baseball. You know, and like, I, I think... I don't mean to cut you off, but I do think it's a, it's an interesting no, thing out. where. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll catch you later. Nice being on the show. But I, I even look at you know I look at the differences say between us and like League of Legends casters, um, where like League of Legends very strict. You know, I, I do play by play and and high level setting the stage, telling telling the high level of the story. In, in League of Legends, the guy who does my job, or the, the, the guy or girl, the commentator who does my job, if there is not action or fighting or, or, or something actively happening on the screen, if we're just farming, that guy is, like, never talking. Like, the, the, the Chair 2, the analyst, is, is filling all of that time, and it might go back to the Chair 1 really quick to, to bring up a quick topic, but, like, then when the fight happens... It is all of the play-by-play guy. That, you know, it's it's very buttoned up and in 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 rigid, which is not a bad thing, but it's 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 mm-hmm. more more rigid in their roles. And and I bring that up because you know in, in Smite and with high res, there's sort of this air of flexibility. And in the big games, you know, we will always button up, and you know, we're we're not messing around mid-cast necessarily. You know, playoffs are this weekend. We'll, we'll keep things professional. And, and you know, the, the serious games bring out the serious commentary, um, whether it's mid-season or end of year. But, you know, as far as back and forth and kind of joking and, and sort of this this air of being entertaining, again, not that league casters aren't doing that because they're very good at their job. Um, but I, I, I almost equate baseball to, like, MOBA casting with these long periods of downtime. And I imagine, you know, I don't know this for sure. I imagine on network TV, there's probably some rules as far as like how Mimi and and, and jokey you can get (laughs) and how on topic you have to be. Because believe me, I mean, you you stick me and Agra, me and Mifflin, me and Gore, me and anyone on our team in a booth for four hours of a baseball game. Who knows what we're talking about, right? And it might, you know, we we would try to keep it to baseball. (laughs) I'm sure we would, we would do a good job of at least (laughs) keeping it within the sport. Um, But, I, I think, and, it, and it's for the better, in my opinion. I think that high res and, and um, all the management that, that I have on my team and the higher ups who, who watch our broadcast, they've done a very good job of, of giving us leeway as far as look, if it's a serious game, we know you guys are going to be serious and, and button up and, and do things properly. But, you know, there, there was a game Aggro and I did like. Two weeks ago was the last game of the group stages, and it truly didn't matter. The, the team only needed to win two to, to knock out some other team. I mean, there was literally no point in playing the game other than the fact that it was a best of five and we had to play another game. So Agro and I, you know, we, we the kills were happening. We were talking about it, and then we were just having some fun and, and, and kicking back in the meantime. Um, because I find that stuff like that is more entertaining to the viewer than, all right, it's a 20 to zero kill game. 10 minutes in let's commentate every single kill that's happening right and so mm-hmm. i think that's where there are some differences between you know like league and smite and maybe even how buttoned up the mlb has to be you know if it's 10 to 0 in the second inning unfortunately those guys kind of still have to cast baseball for another mm-hmm. seven innings right mm-hmm. um and so i i find that the depending on the network maybe and and the company you work for there, there's some flexibility and 
I, I was lucky enough that my personality landed with, with one of the more flexible ones because, um, I would, I would agree. I think, I think I would have some fun casting some baseball with, with the guys on my team, but might get us fired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when you start using brooms as props, right? uh, yeah, that will be, that will be coming out this weekend. Don't you worry. There's a broom waiting just around the side of the set. And I fully intend, if the set is 0-2, that the broom will come out, and I'm going to predict the reverse sweep, and then, uh, as it so often goes for me, I'll be wrong. And be so now you're just out. emulating yeah. Tony Romo and predicting what's about to happen. Correct. <laughs> and that man is very good at his job. Um, <laughs> and I will never play enough Smite to be as, as good at predicting as Tony Romo is. Um, um, okay, so here's a, here's another question. Um the the what is Jared? What's it? Help me with this one. What's it called when a caster, uh, sports caster, says something? It's like the caster's curse or something. Oh yeah, caster's curse. Yeah, like this this kicker has has not missed from from inside forty <laughs> yards in in the last twenty six attempts. It's the current you know longest record in the NFL. And then right. of course, what does he do? He misses like Shank. a fifteen yard kick. Right. Right. Has that ever has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, I would say it happens once a weekend, usually on on on. Less impactful things than that. I think my take, though, is, look, if a guy's on, like, a 50 field goal streak, we're going to bring up his field goal streak every single time he's about to kick one, right? <laughs> and eventually right. he's going to miss. And so I think, I think unfortunately, the caster in that situation is just – he's going to curse him eventually. It just, it's just a matter of when. Um, it does happen often. In, in Smite and MOBAs, it's a lot more in the moment where, you know, I'm thinking – no chance this guy dies, and then like he makes a totally weird decision, or somebody on the other team like hits a ridiculous skill shot, something like that, and then mm. and then he dies mm. immediately after. Um, and we we as casters don't shy away from from ribbing one another for for totally sc- screwing over whoever it was. Um, we truly believe that it's our fault in moments like that. Um, <laughs> so that's why and, I keep uh, screwing. And I'll up. let him know. That's right. <laughs> Someone else is. <laughs> Screw my mojo. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever just, you're just, playing and you die, just know that I'm somewhere predicting laughing. that you're gonna live. And uh, I will. I will start. I will start doing that when I'm on. When I'm cast. When, when I'm uh, streaming, I will make sure that everyone knows. Damn it! I died there because 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 Dolson yeah. is out there just somewhere. Shake talking your about fist, Dolson. Dolson. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm. So, I. I try to be. You know. Clear. I. I, I clearly. You know, I, I try to stick in my lane as far as what I'm supposed to be doing, right? I, I try very hard to be not the guy who's making predictive, concrete, definitive <laughs> statements because, look, I am I'm an average smite player through and through. I am I am I am gold might might tickle plat if I if I really tried to to grind ranked at all. Um, and so I. <laughs> I find my job is is to get excited and set the stage for stuff, and I am not going to make any "this is what's going to happen" style statements because more often than not, I've I have no reason to be saying that, right? Um, <laughs> I, I fully you trust know, my co-casters to be like, "Yeah, Dave, I think this is what's going to happen." And then I just like nod my head. I'm like, "Yep, that's <laughs> that's it," and then I follow along with them. I think there's a soundbite in there somewhere that would be really really funny out of context. My job is to get excited and and. Talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you want to boil down my job? 
that's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you jest, but at the same time, it's kind of like I was saying that, like, I feel like that's, that's really what's kind of gotten people into esports, though. Right. Like, as it is, like, and that's why it's so cool to see companies like High Res or uh, Valve, like, investing in uh, coverage mm-hmm. um, the way they have for their games. Cause it's like, that's what makes it exciting. That's what makes people want to watch it. Like, right. I mean, I don't, I don't care what the game is. If you have a really good caster or a person, just a, like you said, a personality that they're bringing to the table, that's that's what makes the game, like, otherwise it's just, you know, it's a lot of downtime, a lot right. of dead time between team fights and yeah, stuff. I think like, you need some I've, of those stats. I've always kind of looked at it as, like, you know, the players are the ones who are, are like, putting the, the story out in front of us and it's the Mm -hmm. the caster's job to translate that into something more digestible and and exciting you know because at the highest level all these players are 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 min min maxing and and playing at the absolute peak of the game and there's you know there's very few viewers of of any esport that can kind of, if we're going to stick with a book analogy, like read that level of writing, right? It's like you're reading some foreign language almost because of, of, of how many inch decisions these guys are making. And I think, you know, casters, if you can, if you can kind of melt that down, zoom it out, set the stage, um, it's almost, it's almost translating the story that the players are writing. Um, Cause you know, all, you know, I, I still, I still believe, you know, the league is all about the players and their, their stories and personalities and what they're doing in the game itself. But it's, it's our job as commentators to make that exciting and, and kind of reiterate it back to, uh, to the viewers. So yeah, um, MOBA specifically, it's, it's, you know, there, there's plenty of downtime as you mentioned. And so um, in those moments, being able to kind of zoom out, recontextualize things and, 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 Luckily, it's not my job because, you know, the, the, the chair to the analyst, he's the one who's like, well, here's what I think is going to happen next. Here's what should happen next. And then when it happens, um, I get to be the excited one. So I guess kind of a rude peek behind <laughs> the covers on my part. But oh, perfect. <laughs> do you get like a, say, a cheat sheet from mm. high res on on how kind of things work? Or is it just kind of organically from your experience learned as far as like the the game itself like the development process or Uh, not so much the development process but maybe how uh certain items interact Mm. with with certain abilities (laughs) or uh how certain abilities interact with the uh the world itself i guess right yeah you know as far as like real, real specific, like item and, and ability interactions, things like that. Um, well, I'll answer yours with a blanket statement. No, we don't get like a a rundown. Here's how all the stuff works. Actually, there's one guy, um, Flare Boot, maybe writes something called the Book of the Word of Thoth, and he literally it's like <laughs> hundreds of pages, and it, and it goes into all that sort of stuff. So there's somebody <gasps> in the community who does something like that. Um, <laughs> talks about literally everything in Smite, and it's wild. Um, I personally have not put in the time to read it, but um, it's very in-depth. A lot of that is in the moment. You know, if I see an item get bought on a certain character, and if it comes to mind, I'm thinking, like, how would these two things interact? 
that's where I just have to trust that the guy who, who's next to me, the, the more analytical experienced player, he's, he's going to know the answer to a question like that, just, just because of the sheer amount of hours and, and high level of play that they've put into the game. Um, there have been some weird ones though. And in moments like that, you know, if I'm thinking, you know, how would somebody, you know, the, the, there's some weird alts with, you know, taking people out of the playing field and cages and walls and things like that. Like how in, in those sorts of moments, I just I try to familiarize myself with the the intricacies of the ability with each new character. I feel like I have a good base level of understanding of, of even if you're just looking at alts, how, how certain characters will interact with like an Odin cage for, you know, a Naja alt, uh, walls from Ymir, whatever it might be. Um, so each new character that comes out, if they have interactions with those types of kind of wonky abilities, I try to familiarize myself with beforehand. Um, but if I don't do a good job of that and something happens in game, um, usually I'm raising my eyebrows and like pointing at it to my co-caster and hopefully he's like picking up on it and, and can answer. Or if, if there's kind of a an easy segue to it. You know, I'll ask a more pointed kind of direct question. Um, luckily I haven't run into many of those though. Um, I think, I, I think I've seen most of the, the kind of interactions with, with the world and the items. Um, but with how complex some of the character design is getting, I'm sure, I'm sure eventually I'm, I'm, I'm due for one. Maybe, maybe you can just phrase it. You can just phrase it like, Oh, you know, I know what's going on, but why don't right, you explain course. to the audience, you know, what's <laughs> happening here? See, I was, I was going to say that. Look, the that's hard... a page right out of my book. For, yeah, the, the hard because part he doesn't for understand me. this. Can you explain it to him? Right. And that's my the favorite hard... thing to do. I certainly know what's happening, but you know, um, word it for me. I, I, I want to cut all of you guys off um, because I have the most important question mm-hmm. um, that anyone is going to answer here today. And uh, I, I, I have something that's going to knock everybody's socks off. Why do you pronounce it Aegis? <laughs> um, I, I, w- <laughs> I, was, I was emulating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally just put this at the feet of my other co-casters. Um, I emulate what they taught me very early on. And so okay. I, now it's just ingrained in my brain. There's no chance that it's my fault. Um, it is definitely someone else's fault and it just, the line has, has not been drawn and every new person that comes in is going to pronounce it Agus as well. Okay. That's that's (laughs) my answer. Somebody else somewhere down the line. So we, Tyler, maybe Tyler and I both did it and then we just kind of taught Jared, um, or, or, or something, but we've always called it with, with like a soft G we've always called it Aegis. Right. And then, uh, one of the games that kind of brought us five together, um, was destiny i'm sure you've heard of it oh yeah uh, um it, so we played we played a ton of that and you know obviously destiny 2 and and this most recent season there's a cutscene with um marasov and she says the word and i just looked it up on google because i decided to actually do my half-assed <laughs> research yeah perfect and if you push the pronounce the learn to pronounce this thing they call it, and what Destiny pronounced it was Aegis. Mm. Aegis. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. There's no yeah. chance that I'm calling it that at this point. I'm, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in way too deep um, to ever to ever pronounce it that. Um, but 
this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna turn into a gif gif comment real soon. Right. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. well because gif is right, correct. Get off me. <laughs> uh, you are right on that one. Yes, oh, GIF. Thank you. GIF. See, GIF. see the 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 guest star is always that's right. right. That's right. And no one's allowed to disagree with me. No, exactly. <laughs> All right, we're calling it Agus, I guess. So. <laughs> Wait, no, no, we're calling no. No, we're not talking. You can't we have it both him. ways, Brandon. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> when when it's beneficial to me, yeah. I'm on his side. When it's not beneficial to me, he can I don't know something. <laughs> I'll figure it out. If my it hurts his feelings. Though. He can pop his ages. There we go. I think you know. Honestly, I think I'm going to spin this in a very technical way that makes me seem more professional than I am. I think it would <laughs> it would be more difficult and tongue tying to say a. Aegis. No, wait. What do I say? I don't even know what I say. What would I say? Aegis? What do I say? <laughs> yeah. I say Aegis. Maybe, maybe yeah, mm-hmm. Aegis doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. And, and Egret, or whatever you just said, there's no <laughs> A bird. <laughs> I was going to say, that's where I thought he was going with it, too. I was like, okay, I can't call it. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, no, it's, it's it, apparently the correct pronunciation, according to Oxford languages slash Google, is Aegis. Yeah, because it's Greek. Yeah, that's care. more that's more trouble to me than it's worth. I think just just Twitter no, Twitter notifications from changing it to that pronunciation mm-hmm. is just not worth it. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess a a slightly different direction, but how would you, as a sportscaster, handle like a random glitch? Mm. You know, that's actually been happening a little bit here recently. Um, we went in for play test today because all of our all the players are going to be in studio this weekend, and so we we went in and for a few hours like sat down, played games. Recently, we've been running this issue with the spectator itself. I don't I don't fully technically know what's going to happen or, or what what's been happening, but basically on on my end, the game just freezes. The characters just stand in place, but on the player's end, the game keeps going. Um, and so in a moment like that. You know, we have to stand there, and if, if production in the back decides that it's going on for too long, they'll they'll come to us. Do you and... just go like, damn you, Kronos? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I try to ignore it the first couple times it happens, but once it's clear that it's going to be happening more frequently, then I have to... Inv- and, you know, that's a, good, that's a good example of... You know, I know in that moment I got to be professional, <laughs> right? I got to be like, look, I'm sorry, this, this blows for us as much as it does for you. Um, we're going to try to figure it out and, and we'll get back. Um, and so, you know, in moments like that, it's tough, um, specifically with like game freezing stuff because in, in that, that's just filling, you know, me and the guy next to me, we're on camera with no game to talk about. And we just gotta, we gotta hope that for a few minutes, you know, we got enough to just kind of riff off one another. I, the, I haven't the rain delay conundrum. Right. Exactly. Sports exactly. analogies. And, you know, I think, again, I think I have a good enough chemistry with the guys where, because uh, eventually you get to the end of your rope, right? I've talked about everything I could possibly, if we're on like a five minute break, even 10 minute break from the game, and for some reason they haven't gotten a break and we're still on camera, I get to a point where I've accepted that I've talked about everything I possibly could. And we just start talking about something else because, because it, you know, <laughs> at some point it's just not worth it. Um, yeah. And it, and it gets more awkward to watch as I'm like, all right, look, we've talked about all 10 characters in the game, everything that's happened up to this point, all of the items. Uh, we, we set the stage for the rest of this game and, and the rest of this set. 
we got nothing. It's time to talk about something else in Smite, whatever it may be. Um, luckily, I haven't run into too many... I know Smite is not immune from, from bugs and things like that. I haven't run into too many while casting that I've at least noticed. You know, there's been little things where, like, somebody will pull a clip after and they'll be like, wow, this, this auto or this ability didn't fire or didn't connect or something like that. Um, but in the moment, like, say if it's an ability glitch or, 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 or a bug or something like that, I just gotta, I just gotta keep going. You know, I can't get hung up on, even if I notice it, you know, there are some things where, you know, I just, I won't even, I won't even pick up on it. And then it'll come out on Twitter later that like a bug happened in the middle of the fight. Um, I'm sure high res doesn't but, really want you to point those out. Too, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> this crazy yeah. bug in this really important game. Yeah. We try. If, I mean, if it's glaringly obvious and it changes, like, the outcome of the game or the fight, like, we, we kind of have to, as casters, be like, this happened, it's unfortunate, uh, but it is what it is, and then we kind of move on. Um, short short and sweet tends to be our, our, our MO when it comes to addressing that, whether it's a production issue or a, uh, a, a spectator issue or, or an in-game bug issue. It's kind of, we acknowledge it. Uh, it sucks, but we gotta we gotta keep going because you know, and even outside of just protecting the company and the broadcast and all that, it's you know, it's not worth harping on things like that for too long. You know, it's, it's at some point you got to move on um, and let the uh, you know the admins or the devs or whatever come out afterwards and say here's what happened and why. So since you uh, have been have every god at least close <laughs> to mastered. Do you have any favorites to stand out or any mm. ones that you absolutely despise? Yeah, so here's here's what I learned early. And why um, is the answer Loki? As, as, <laughs> as far as despise goes, you're actually yes. not wrong. I hate yeah. Loki. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I learned this very early. I suck at the assassin play style. Um, oh, so do I. You're, you're I, in good company. <laughs> I, am, I am so bad at like just kind of skirting around the edge of the fight, waiting for the right time to go yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like I always feel like on, and there are some, there are some obviously like engage assassins that, that you want to jump in, you know, start things off with. But like, if I'm speaking of just assassins in general, I'm way too much of like a W keyer, especially on, on picks like that. You know, on, if I'm playing like mid or hunter, I'm, I'm good enough at, you know, staying back, mm-hmm. getting my abilities off, hitting my auto, stuff like that. But if I'm playing a guardian, a warrior or an assassin, I'm throwing caution is to the wind every single time. And so I suck <laughs> at assassins. Um, literally the entire assassin tab. I, I am not good with, um, I like the way some of them feel, but like any of those like big auto attack, ba- like yep. Kali, Bakasura, um, you know, I suck with them because that's just get onto a backline or stick to them and, and try to auto. Yep. And it's so much about timing your engage and their abilities and stuff. I'm horrible. Um, I've clung to, to mid and carry. I love Merlin just because of sort of dynamic aspect of his kit. Um, it just feels really good to play. Um, and then Hunter, I really wish I was better at him. Um, but I think Heimdall just feels so good to play. Like once you get some attack speed online, his autos just like feel, I mean, it's not a great word, but like chunky, like they really, they like chunk people. (laughs) Um, and so I think Merlin out of mid Heimdall in, in Hunter Mulan, although she's not the best. Um, I love playing as Mulan. Anyone that I can like bully early in lane with again, because I just kind of W key. I'm not great at waiting out down periods in the game. I always look at it as 
we load in at the same level, even if my character is not as strong right now, I'm going to try to fight you. Um, so someone who like literally is stronger at level one, like Mulan feels pretty good. Um, and then support whenever I'm forced to play it. Um, I'm a big Ganesh guy because I feel like I can throw down Dharmic pillars and I can trap some people in there and I've done my job. <laughs> and then I, and then I yell, you can't speak, you can't speak when I have a silence up and it really gets in the enemy's head. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, so the fact that it's just Tyler, Jared and I, you know, we haven't really gotten much into the conquest, sure. uh, playing, um we play occasionally we play arena which kind of honestly is my least favorite of them all we play a lot of of assault right um assault for, is fun yeah because it's fun um but we, we also play joust we play assault for fun and then joust when we actually want to try and then assault again when those matches don't go great um yeah. you know i i i like to there's some people who take those game modes very seriously and i i will not oh, shame yeah. on that um I'm not one of those people. Um, I love loading into Smite and playing a low, low risk game. I feel like even casual conquest feels like very competitive to me. Um, right. Yeah, that's been my experience. You know what too. I mean? And, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that necessarily. But like, like say League. If I were to log into League today, which I haven't in, in years, but if I were, I'd play. I'd, I'd just slam like a Rams for like six hours because it like <laughs> you get what you get. You know, if you lose the game, you, you know you'll always have somebody who's a little salty but like mm -hmm. it, fe it feels less bad getting stomped like in an arena or an assault just because it feels so low investment compared right. to like getting stomped even in a casual conquest so i totally i i vibe with you guys on that i think assault and arena are, are a couple of my higher higher uh game time in game because yeah. it's just i don't know i like to kick back and my, my years i think honest to god i think four years of slamming league ranked like every hour of, of video games was spent on ranked league of legends i think that like burnt my competitive spirit when it comes to anything that's not like an fps you know i'll still play like battle royales yeah. and, and all that but um i just can't yeah. do it man i just that's, I can't. That, that's where i got with dota like i eventually was just like i very clearly had this like defined point where like something just like went horribly in a dota match and i was just like all right, yep, that's enough Dota for the rest of my life. Yep. I'm done with that. Yeah, so I just like yep. <laughs> totally just like uninstalled the game and was like, I, I think I'll go back and play some more Smite again. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the, yep. the perfect game to go to is Smite after being tilted at Dota, right? And I say that very yeah, exactly. sarcastically. Um, <laughs> no, I, what, what it was for me was I got to Plat in League, which I actually I think that's a decent achievement because so, it's, it's, it's a, such a hard game. MOBAs yeah, are in general. Sure. And then I stopped playing. I was I was plat five. I didn't bother climbing up any further. And then I came back like three months later to get my ranked rewards. And I had decayed back down to gold uh, by the time the season had ended. So I only got gold rewards despite getting oh, to no. plat, taking a break from the game. And oh, it only gosh. gave me gold rewards. And I said, you know what? That's it. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. And I'm never doing this again. And even yeah. even in Smite now, you know, I'll play. I'll play like. 10 ranked games a phase maybe um but all it takes is one to go like very wrong where i'm like you know why am i it's right back to right back to ranked moba like tilt 
I don't want to do that to myself. And so I respect people that are just ranked grinders, but I, I cannot do it in MOBAs anymore. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I've lost I, the competitive drive. I actually, that 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 sort of thing happened to me um, with Destiny. And that's, I kind of, I, I bought Destiny 1 uh, like two or three weeks after it launched. My, uh, a buddy of mine that I was working with, he had bought it, um, you know, uh, on launch or pre, 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 you know, uh, he pre-ordered it. Yeah. He played it, thought it was awesome. Um, and he told me I should play it. Okay. Well, I had a PlayStation he had Xbox. We didn't play together, but I still bought it. I played it. Um, if you've ever heard of the infamous loot cave, I cannot tell you how many hours I spent staring at a cave and just shooting rocket launchers with, 10 yep. other people that had no idea who they were at a cave. Like yep. it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I loved every aspect of it. I was, I slowly started getting decent at, uh, PVP, you know, uh, the crucible. Um, I got to the point where I was good enough to play like the ranked stuff, right. but not good enough to get anywhere sure like i never you know i never made that stage like i was always really bad in one or really good in the other you know i was kind of ha- that halfway point so destiny 2 comes out you know i'm all over it you know i would take a week off of work just to, every september just to play the new big expansion for destiny mm-hmm. like i was so into it been playing since you know pretty much you know d you know i mean d1 days playing through playing through and you know, i finally decide you know what I want one of these crucible rewards. You know, if you if you play ranked, you can get a couple of these guns that, you know, that are special. You have to, you know, and if you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down. I grinded so hard for the Luna's Howl, which was, you know, the amazing hand cannon that everybody was using. It was great. I finally get it. And I'm just so jaded by that point. (laughs) That, you know, so many matches and so much, you know, so many times that I get super close to ranking up and I lose a full rank because I just keep losing. You know, they, uh, you know, Bungie did so many things to all the guns that I liked and that made them not as great as that, you know, not as good as they were. And I had a hard time replacing those guns. Um, I got so jaded that I just like I can't play any part of this game again. And so I had to put it down for several months and I still have a hard time kind of picking it up I and think, playing it. What was it? There was one, cause I played, I played D2 pretty heavily for a while. I had a friend, actually the same friend who, who got me that original Paladin's job, um, got us all into like a raid group for D2. And like every Monday we would get on, eventually we got to the point where we were all geared enough where we could do like the three big raids at the time, every single Monday, trying to get everyone all their gear it was like cool for a little while, and then eventually I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to do that. like I want my Mondays back." Uh, you know, we've done this raid two hundred <laughs> yeah. times. I'm tired of it. Um, and I think, I think finally the entire group burnt out. Was, I think maybe the mountain top was the name of one yep. of the guns where you had to do Grenade some launcher. special thing in in like multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And it just took like tons of multiplayer grind or PvP grinding, and I was just like, I I can't do that, and um. 
And I, I don't know if any of you guys are MOBA guys, but I ran into that with World of Warcraft as well. Or I, I was, I, was, I, I guess I am slash was. I don't, I don't actively play WoW anymore. Um, but I've leveled tons of characters on the game, and that, that was always my favorite part. Believe it or not, was like the, especially when it was to 120. I was like, I'm gonna create a new guy. I'm gonna put on Spotify on one screen, Twitch on another screen, and I'm gonna just drool over my keyboard leveling for. <laughs> you know two or three weeks or whatever it was and then i get to the end game i'd I'd crush the raids for like a month and then eventually like it's like that that extra like the gear grind you know the the ranked grind it's that that last little bit at the end where it becomes a little extra competitive um where i always kind of fall off you know i think um there, there are some out there and I, i totally respect the ones who can like the competitive nature of that like fuels them to, to game. Like that is gaming. Like I, I hate leveling and I want to raid and I want to PVP and PVE and I want to I want to maximize my gear possible regardless of how long it takes me. And I just like I can't do that. You know I think yeah. I think I I'm much I want to I want to sit back I want to I want to listen to music and watch a stream. I don't want I don't want to spare thought to enter my head. You know if <laughs> if I get bored of the music, I'll switch my attention to the to the stream. Like there's no chance a, a, a stray thought is entering my mind. Um, I'm not I'm not like the lean forward and game type of gamer. Um, right, right. But you know there's so many different ways to enjoy gaming. But I just I had a very similar experience with like Destiny and, and WoW and and all that where like eventually mm-hmm. got to a point where I've done this I've hit my head against the wall for weeks and now I finally get the gear and now like what do we do now right. the, the world of Warcraft episode of South Park where they finally kill the dude and they're like you can <laughs> finally play the game now despite oh <laughs> whatever they did for for weeks um so are you mostly a PC gamer then or yes yeah okay. I was I was Xbox slash playstation all my life and then um college i got a hand-me-down gaming pc and i've i've never looked back nice i'm i'm well i guess brandon you play pc a little bit too but i'm yeah i started playing smite on the theme for i started playing smite on pc pc um i the only reason we moved to smite on playstation was because of jared mm-hmm. Woo. um we've been trying to get him to get a gaming pc for a long time and it probably won't ever happen at this point now but um i'm pretty happy with my ps5 thank you very much (laughs) but uh i mean that wouldn't stop us from playing you know cross platform with him uh it would just make him um extra trash when we go up against pc players um but i'm sitting right here (laughs) that's why i said it (laughs) <laughs> yeah act like that's not intentional <laughs> but uh yeah i'll play some pc games um i now that i have a gaming pc uh i can actually play some of the games that i bought a long time ago forgetting that that was a thing um and you know still on my you know windows 95 trying to play you know diablo 2 wasn't quite that bad but it was not great sure no, I think, um, you know, console gaming is, is very accessible. Um, and I, look, you know, I know there's a, a war being raged out there in the universe on PC versus console and all that sort of stuff. I've never bought into that. I'm very neutral in this yeah. uh, in this particular 
mm-hmm. uh, battle that's going on. Um, <laughs> I, I people I, enjoy things, right, darn it. Right, <laughs> Let people game. Um, no, I want to enjoy myself more than you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> right, you're enjoying yourself differently, which is wrong. Um, <laughs> we're both playing Destiny, but I'm doing it with a mouse and keyboard, and you're doing it with a controller, and that's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> no, I think I kind of had to for my... Once I once I got hired at high res and I knew I was gonna have to be doing more streaming and stuff, I sort of Ah right. That makes sense. And I did. If the IRS is listening, go ahead and tune out for a second. I did write <laughs> off an entire new gaming PC as like a, a business work expense. Um, I mean, it sounds like it to me. If you're playing what forty hours a week of Smite, right. trying to That's figure right. it out, yeah. That's right. I was gonna say. Uh, so, Brandon, uh, the podcast is a business, right? I think. Uh, I think I can write <laughs> some things off here. Um, uh, well, so. if 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 Dolson can get high res to sponsor a podcast episode of ours, maybe Boom. we can start <laughs> there you go. calling this a. <laughs> a business that's right instead of I'll, small I'll shoot consolation it up the it's small business podcast <laughs> oh man Brandon we haven't I... asked the question we ask all uh, guests oh uh, no oh yeah Star um... Wars or Star Trek <laughs> I mean that's a new one but I mean I'm happy to make that our <laughs> go to question well okay since he said that now you have to say it uh, Star Wars. Um, okay, well, well, I guess uh, we won't. Be hold, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. oh, oh. There, um, there's a ca- there's a caveat. There's a caveat, and like all things, I'm going to play the middle ground, um, because that's just what I do. I don't like making anyone sad or mad at me. Um, <laughs> I have I and I had never seen them before. All the new Star Trek movies with what, Chris Pine, I think, is the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched all of those very recently and really enjoyed them. Um, I just have a longer history with Star Wars and mm. watching those movies as a kid and still to this day and all the Star Wars games and stuff like that. So I don't dislike Star Trek. I think Star Trek is good. I just have a longer history with Star Wars and that's why that's my answer. But I have no no shame or <laughs> anger or distaste for Star Trek. I'll watch the new movies when they come out. Um I just don't have the uh, I don't have the background. Yeah, I mean, for for me, Star Trek, I I think I like the Star Trek model better than Star Wars. What I say sure. that is, Star Trek, they have movies, but there are a ton of TV shows that are that are many many seasons long. Um, and you know, I went, I I, I started watching, um, the generations with uh, picard uh right. relatively recently and even though that was that took place you know 30 40 years ago or whatever you know with with that type of graphics and you know special effects and things they still make me feel like it is futuristic which i think is fantastic like some of it's a little cheesy and you know that it's old but it's still it's still it, it aged really well and my my feelings are I can enjoy Star Trek longer and more and not regurgitate the same six movies over and over. Like Star Wars now sure. is is starting to come out with more new stuff to keep me interested, which is great. And although I haven't actually watched a lot of the new stuff, which is my own fault. <laughs> I was going to say you don't have D+. <laughs> I I well, none of you are willing to to share it with me. $7. <laughs> 
I don't have seven dollars. I'm bundle paying for other bundle things. Bundle it with your Hulu so it's you get a better price. Tyler shared his uh, Hulu with me. <laughs> I was going to say because I have I have I have uh, Paramount Plus and I'm willing to share that, but no one wants Disney Plus. No one wants Paramount Plus. <laughs> hey, I've been a giant. It, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Anyways. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What's, uh, no, our Star Wars Star Trek. Our actual so, question. So yeah, the actual question. I yeah. I mean I I'm right there with you, uh, Dolson. I it's 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 I like both, but I can just enjoy. I think I enjoy TV shows better than movies. Sure. Haven't seen the Mandalorian. Um, but no, the 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 questions that Jared was referring to. The first one is, um, we always ask. Our guests, um, we've had some unofficial guests, um, but we've also, anyways, so the questions we ask are the first two questions we asked each other when we started this podcast a year and a half ago. Uh, number one being the, we, you know, we're curious about like your first video game mm. slash your first video game experience. How'd you get into the gaming world. So my, my dad will take responsibility for that. Um, it would have been, I was in like kindergarten at the time. Um, and I remember, I still have it to this day. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, they bought me a game boy color for Christmas. My brother and I both got game boy colors. What color? Um, mine is the like teal bluish one. Okay. Um, not not the see-through, unfortunately, but still happy with getting the Game Boy Color. And <laughs> they bought Pokemon Red version with it. And so the the Pokemon Red grind as a small kindergartner um, was sort of my first experience with what, which was frustrating for a little bit because it took me a minute to like understand how like types and stuff worked. I was mm -hmm. like, why is this super effective? That's stupid. Like it, this makes no sense. Um, <laughs> and so it frustrated a little me, but I also remember like loving, you know, back, back then the, even, even in, in, especially with my imagination at the time and with just how basic some graphics were, that was still like a, like a big world to me. Even just the, the little Pokemon red version, the little dude walking around still felt like I was exploring kind of this big world. And so that my, my first experience actually happened to be a really great one with, with Pokemon. And then after that, um, we got the, we got a PS one, the old gray one with a giant like disc on top yes. that flipped open when you press the button. Um, we got one oh, of those. Man. We had, you know, it was like NFL, like Blitz or something like that, some <laughs> NFL game. Um, and then eventually, you know, we, we, we sort of collected the consoles. We got a GameCube at, at one point, um, but it really all started from, from the Game Boy and a couple of, the, couple of the Game Boy Color games that I got from there. And then it all just kind of spiraled. And uh, my brother and I, we, we had this, this all throughout our lives. We had the, the previous console. And, you know, we would build up our collection of games and then say the PS2 came out. We would go in, we'd trade in our PS1, all of the games to get some store credit for the PS2. Then we'd buy the PS2 and we'd build up our PS2 collection. And then the Xbox 360 came out and we wanted to make the switch. So we traded in the PS2 and all of our PS2 games for the Xbox 360. 
Um, and it just kind of went on like that. So I'm sad we don't have all of our old consoles, but we usually had enough of a collection to nearly for free upgrade to the to the next generation. But I, I blame my my dad years ago for uh, for starting my addiction with uh, with good old Pokemon Red. And now you could take your consoles in and trade them all in, and maybe you could get a Game Boy Color game That's and bring right. it full circle. <laughs> okay. So my color and Pokemon Red are sitting on sitting on my my bedside table. So I, I'm holding the, on. Nice. I'm holding on tight. The real next question is, which starter? Oh man. <laughs> What would I have started as as a kid? I for sure would have started like Charizard as a kid. Like that, the, the that's a, see, I, I was also a red, uh, uh, like Pokemon Red yeah, was the version I, I had. Got. To, I went with Charizard. I of had course. to have done Charizard. Ah, um, uh, I mean, you know, he may be <laughs> the coolest, but if you really wanted to get, you know, progress through the game easily, or right. you know, like the 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 grind especially in those first couple of Pokemon games is, is real. Um, and the, the easiest way to get through the first three gyms is with Bulbasaur. I, I mean, it's just, (laughs) we're not here to take the easy way through life. (laughs) Decision. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I like to think a lot of life advice was given to me by choosing Charizard and not taking the easy road through pallet town. (laughs) You know, I like to you think know, that I am the man I am today because I chose Charizard all those years ago. Look at where he's you know, gotten, Brandon. I, I thought that, okay, well, maybe that's true then. But <laughs> I thought I was going to leave this podcast with a new friend. But you're just wow. in the Jared zone now. <laughs> Insert Prince Duco shouting about honor. <laughs> that's right. I guess, uh... They're coming out with, did I see, sorry, this is, all right, you're getting my attention nope, nope. now. Yeah, here we go. Uh, did I see they're making a live action? <laughs> yes, they time? are. A good oh, yeah. one. I am, I, I, am one. <laughs> I am so nervous because of the way that that movie went. Yeah. Like, movie? Uh, <laughs> to be proven there. There is no movie in Bossing Say. <laughs> right. I mean, we've got to be more hopeful for the TV show, right? I mean, yes. Well, I don't know, given how weirdly groundbreaking that show was for there's nothing truly original about any single aspect of that show but how it is put together Mm. is revolutionary and entirely unique like every single aspect of that show you can you can find the the inspirations that led to it but what it is on its own is incredible. And I think, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't think anybody's expecting the live action version to accomplish what the animated version would have accomplished for a lot of people. But at the same time, I mean, heck, even if it's just a good ad- ad- adaptation, like, eh, it could be fun to watch, you know? Let's, kind of like Dolson said, I, I'm a, nervous or cautiously optimistic that maybe they'll get it somewhat right this time. And then, <laughs> hey, you know, if, I'll watch a live action version. If they pronounce the names right, they're already halfway there. <laughs> So the the, yeah. the the bar is low, but I'm sure they're you know aiming a little bit higher. Plus you they mean... they cast Daniel Day Kim for the Fire Lord, so everyone's just gonna simp over him. <laughs> um, you mean that we're gonna call him Ong and Soka? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, the, I mean we have i think we have an entire episode on de- dedicated to to bad movies and we do the 
I think we can dedicate we could still dedicate an entire episode on just the Atla movie. And I I I cannot get over how terrible the that scene is when they're breaking out of that prison. I just <laughs> it takes what it, six earthbenders to move a pebble? Uh, like seven. one pebble. Seven. Seven. Yep. seven. And then one of them technically eight. I need to go back and watch that because I watched the movie before I had seen the series. <laughs> so I have like no context. And now that I've seen the whole series, I need to go back and revel in it with you guys. Oh, we should do it next time we're together. We'll do it like a drunk watch because that's the only way I can watch <laughs> that movie. Um, Yeah, and we'll get Dolson to come in and uh, <laughs> yeah, commentate. We'll, 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 yep. we'll fly him in. Yeah, that'll be an easy expense. Um, no, okay, so uh, we are kind of getting uh, short on I, time. I do have a I'm going of... to cut you off really quick. And I really <laughs> want to <laughs> – this is my podcast. <laughs> no, um, we need to ask Dolson num- question, real question number two. And besides Smite, so we don't get anybody in trouble, we're going to yep. say other than Smite, yep. what is your favorite game? Mm. I, I'll i give you a series because it's hard to pick one within the series. Um, okay, Evan. Look, look, <laughs> I'm telling you. I, look, you this you, is, this was your learned, answer. You it was either you or Jared I, that did this. I played very diplomatic with most of my answers. Um Although I'm making a stand, though, a very definitive statement that the Fallout series is my favorite um, that I've played. And I think it I think it leans into that ability to just kind of sit back and, like, explore and do stuff um, where I'm, I'm not feeling, like, hyper-competitive playing those games. And I'm just enjoying the games themselves. Um, I dig it. And so <laughs> I think within the series, I know New Vegas, I think New Vegas had some of the best, like dialogue and interaction and stuff but i think mm-hmm. my first entry into the series was fallout 3 and so i that that still holds like a soft spot in my heart so if i really had to pick i'd say fallout 3 but um just the whole series has has uh meant a lot to me i guess over my years of gaming very cool okay nick you have my permission to speak yeah i <laughs> j- it was a couple just meta questions that i think were kind of important. Isn't that Facebook? Your... <laughs> yeah, no. A couple of Facebook now, questions for you. Now we're going to uh, be sued by them. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think they're kind of important questions to ask since you are a professional in this world. But, like, what do you think it, it takes to make a applicable esports game? God, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I think... Um, Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so what's your next question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, think, great. We'll yeah, move that's on. great. No, I think <laughs> I think having a you know this is kind of a non-statement, but having a good a good player base just in general. That's not what you're asking, but but if you want viewers and you want people to get excited about it, the the game itself, even outside of esports, has to be something that that people enjoy. Um. I think the ability for players to make make specific decisions and make, whether it's meta choices or playstyle choices, things like that, that impact the game and make each game feel different from the last is very important. You know, in Smite, every single game you load into... 
There's hundreds of characters to pick from. We see almost all of them once at some point throughout the year. Itemization can even be built differently. Something that adds nuance to each game, so it doesn't feel like you're yeah. you're bleeding from one to the other. You know, I don't want to harsh on Paladins. I don't want to harsh on Overwatch. There's plenty of people who watch those leagues and enjoy those leagues. It's not for me. You know, I, I still love Paladins, and I would cast Paladins in a heartbeat if we could get there. But there were times when, in both of those games, the meta felt very stagnant where each game you'd load in it'd be the same five characters on one team as there were on the other team and you know the 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 cart gets gets pushed one way on the map and you know at the end of the day the difference is just kind of who who shoots better um and, and you know so for some i think like hero shooters are kind of hard to 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 really invest in because it may feel like a lot of the same happening but i i think you know it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, like with my role of players being the ones who are telling the story and I'm just the one kind of translating it. Um, you know, any game that allows for kind of creativity and, and uh, decision-making that, that really can get granular, I think really important, whether it's character selection, item builds, you know, you look at CSGO and, you know, however many strategies there are to play, a, a two bomb site style of map, you know, you send three guys to one side, two guys to the other, little things like that. Um, and I think the the ebbs and flow, ebb and flowing of, of energy in a game is really important as well, where you have this ability to to have some downtime and set the stage, which makes those those peaks all that much more important. CS:GO is a great example where you know, ten people are. are you know, one whole team is going to die each round, barring, uh, you know, a guy hiding to save his guns or whatever. You know, it, there's going to be kills constantly in CSGO no matter what. But at some point in the game, those kills mean something a little bit different. By the time you get to the end of the game, killing this guy one more time is going to win you maybe the entire set. You get a 1v1 that, that changes the way that this map looks, things like that. And so the, the ability for not only the way the game is played to, to change, which you, you know, you have in MOBAs and, and all that, but like within each individual match, having, having storylines and energy that goes up and down, you know, first blood, very exciting in smite by the time you're getting to like five, six kills for each team, each individual kill matters a little bit less, but then the energy, the, the, the impact and the, the gravitas around the situation goes back up later in the game. When you're fighting around a fire giant, when, when if lo losing this fight means losing the game, you're still killing people on the other team the same way you were 10 minutes into the game, but these kills mean so much more. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think allowing for, 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 for creativity, for decision-making, for, for moments some some big some small um you know so important and and you know you, you can find that in in hockey and, and mlb and nfl like mlb you know you you get a couple runs early in the game it's exciting late in the game you know the final at bat we've already seen 27 at bats from this team why is this one you know any different well if he hits a home run here then you know they win the game whatever it might be and so you know i think you look at traditional sports at having um, having notes of that, um, just, just allowing players to, to kind of express themselves and, and, and tell a story as the game goes on, I think is, is what's important. Um, you know, so I, I think there's an opportunity for most games to have an esport. that being said. Um, but, but there definitely are some that are better than others. 
you say all of that and it dawns on me, you know, one of the questions that we were going to maybe try to get to and, and may or may not have time for really to get into this very much, but was, you know, esports going to the Olympics and yeah. the, a MOBA would be probably an excellent game to be in the Olympics. And I say that because all of these memes and, and stuff of people say of, you know, um, people saying like, you know, we don't really understand this sport, right. but when it comes up for the Olympics, we all pretend that we know exactly what's going on. Hell yeah. I'm the biggest <laughs> curling fan there is in the winter. Olympics. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then, you know, but nobody knows really what's going on at all, but we all just pretend we do. And that would be perfect for, you know, people watching. I mean, that is indicative of someone watching, Right. a MOBA for the first time or playing a MOBA for the first time. Hmm. I think I know how this yeah. works, but I really don't know how any of this works. Yeah, there's, I don't know. There's just this weird, uh, there's some holdouts on, you know, even if like ESPN tweets something about video games once, all the comments are, this is why ESPN is falling off or like, who cares? On to the next, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, you know, I get it. You know, it's out of the realm of, of traditional physical sports um clearly i'm biased in this in this topic um i i think they would have their place you know i think you know it's a it's a difference of you know the olympics right now are tests of of course the human mind when it comes to to decision making within the games themselves but they're really tests of like the human body and and how how far that can go i think one big aspect of the human body is decision-making and, 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 and split second hand-eye coordination, which I know happens in some of the existing Olympic sports. But I think that, that video games are another way of showing what humans are capable of. Um, and I think if that's the spirit of the Olympics, here's what the best people in the world that these types of things can do, then, then MOBAs would, would have their place in my mind. So I'm hopeful I think eventually we'll see it. Esports and, and video games in general are just getting too big, I think, to keep out of the Olympics forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll happen eventually. I don't know if it's it's in the next couple of cycles, but, but I have to imagine I, soon enough. I do think they are kind of considering it for the 2028 Olympics uh, currently. I, Given COVID and stuff, they right. kind of passed on 2024. But... Uh, I mean, I also being the IOC and like how much right. can you bribe them to get something in there? Sure, it's sure. kind of a. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My takeaway is like because a lot of the argument is, you know, you, you don't want to turn on the Olympics and and suddenly watch, you know, video games or whatever. In the same way that I wouldn't want to turn on Twitch and have basketball there or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I just wouldn't watch it. You know, like if you really don't <laughs> yeah. want Olympics or you don't want video games in the Olympics watch something else i i don't know I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's i don't know why it's it's it ruffles so many feathers um okay i want to ask because it's something that i'm very curious about sure is dota 2 yep league of legends yep where is smite's netflix show <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll plead the fifth <laughs> <laughs> I'll plead extrapolate the fifth. what you will 
Dolson yep. confirms it's coming next year. <laughs> you heard it on Small Con Pod first. <laughs> high res will, maybe high res will sue us. <laughs> I think I think a, I think a smite I think a smite Netflix show I think that'd be dope. Um, I know that it requires a lot of time, oh, yeah. coordination, effort, and money. Um, so I'll, I'll plead the fifth. But... In this economy? Yeah, right. <laughs> a show? Um, no, we got, we got a lot of exciting stuff. We got a lot of exciting stuff in the pipeline. Okay. Um, closing thoughts from anyone. Closing questions for Dolson. Or if Dolson has any questions for us. I feel like a mediator What here. gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> because I call myself Peaches on air. Yep. That's what gives me the right. Wow. Yeah, I got I got really lucky with mine, right? I mean, mine's just my first initial and my last name. That's uh, that's that's free for me. I don't have to come up with any story or anything like that. Well, yeah, no, it, that is that is nice. My 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 story. Uh, was quite interesting um and i love it because it was me being me and it just kind of developed into that um and listeners if you want to hear more about that go back to episode two where i talk all about that (laughs) (laughs) the origins of peaches britney that's right um but no um any final questions anything we want to talk about favorite mythological being um favorite mythological being i mean dragons is such a cliche answer but i do think they're the coolest i mean ever i feel like a lot of people would say dragons but i think that uh i think i'm one of those people flying fire breathing <laughs> you can ride them i mean what's so when do like? we get the tolkien pantheon and smite and have smog <laughs> You know, everything's possible, right? Um, you know, we're, we, we've, we've done Knights of the Round Table who technically aren't gods. Um, so we're, we're branching out a little bit. And so we're already into more fantasy and less mythology. And so maybe, maybe we, we, could, we could branch into, uh, into smog at some point. Uh, it's when... It's, it's when... Wait, no, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> nope. I went I went um George R. R. Martin, not Tolkien. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. Yo. I'm yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> That's a direction. <laughs> uh, well, I guess maybe for you for you know, just the casual person who's never sure. really gotten into esports, like how would you like where would you recommend they go, like if they just wanna check it out and see yep. if it's for them? He's he's definitely asking for a friend. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> of course, twitch.tv slash smite game. Um, that's biased. No, I think I think it depends. If you're if you're a traditional sport fan, um, I think say you like the pacing of maybe baseball or or or, or, uh, or soccer, kind of the the slower build up, big moments, and then kind of calms down, and then a big moment, and then calms down. Um, that's more your MOBA style. You know, I think League of Legends, Smite, um, Dota, you'd like those. There, I would say there's more frequent action in those. It's, it's more of a condensed version of, like, baseball or soccer. Um, if you like just constant, if you're, like, a hockey fan or, or, or even basketball with just constant action back and forth the entire game, um, 
probably Call of Duty, uh, any of those first-person shooters, Halo, uh, they're, they're kind of resurging nowadays. That That's a lot of very fast-paced stuff. Rocket League literally is like car soccer, um, yeah. so, you know, maybe soccer there. Um, football is interesting. I think football could be football could be counter-strikey. Maybe, Madden. you know, I think you get these moments where it's a long drawn out game. There's, there's hundreds of plays in, in that there's, you know, 30 rounds or whatever in a, in a match of Counter-Strike. And then there's some big ones that really stand out. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a little something for everyone in esports. Um, obvi- I think regardless of what, what game you play, there's a good chance that, that there's an esports league around it. So start there. If you like a game, the odds are there's a, uh, there's an esports league with it. Um, and if, you aren't, if you don't like any games, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, uh, I think any of those types of sports analogies could work for you. I think there, there's different styles of esports that, that everyone could like. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Jared, I think See. it's time for the socials. <laughs> all right. Uh, Facebook, Small Constellation Podcast. Twitter, at Small Con Pod. YouTube, Small Constellation Gaming. And I don't know your Twitch handle, Brandon, but he streams uh, just peaches. Occasionally. There you go. Uh, and... I stream on Wednesdays, six to eight. There you go. Until I decide I stop liking it or I make it big. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, Dolson, you've said it like 10 times already, but um, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um you know your Twitch handle, Twitter handle, sure. Smite stuff. I am I am Dolson, D O L S O N live on basically every single platform, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, not Snapchat. You gotta pay me for that. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then obviously you can follow his casting on. Oh yeah, uh, Smite. Smite Smite Pro on Twitter, Smite Game on Twitch. Um, it's, he's an absolute joy to watch, uh, listen to. Um, I mean, half the reason why I watch smite pro league is for the commentating. Um, I appreciate that. Love Dolson, having you. It, love having you guys. It was fun talking. Yeah. It, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, tell your friends, please come back. <laughs> oh, I will. I don't um, know. Look, I dragged you guys on. I talk, I talk for a long time. <laughs> You give me I will ramble. I will ramble. Uh, we're, we are. It's it's all awesome for us. Yeah, I think we got through uh, six of our twenty questions. Yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> we played twenty questions last time, Nick. <laughs> you did not understand the assignment. <laughs> um, okay, well, hey, we'll have to do it again. We'll get through some more of those questions. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know. Everybody, we all said hi at the same time. Uh, everybody except Dolson, say hi or say goodbye all at the same time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good Bye. Over here. <laughs> we need count. Okay, so that's that was, two two of us and completely staggered. That was, so that was great. We're right. good to go. Right. Good to go. End of the podcast. All right, Dolson, you're allowed you're allowed to speak now by yourself. Uh, bye. <laughs> Man, he really did his research for this podcast. Perfect. He nailed it. Thank God. like to be in an aquarium on display?
Wait, do I live above you? I might right, like I might live above myself. I want the convenience of a ground level apartment, but I'm afraid of serial killers. Just <laughs> not getting axe murdered in here. What's up, everybody? Oh shit, I fucked that one up immediately. What's up, everybody? This is Dolson of Wither. Holy shit, I can't speak. Let me let me retry this one a third time. Hey, 